Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and or girls. This is fantasy football harsh reality. Uh, now, there was a lot of harsh realities. Week one, let's talk about what happened. There was a lot of harsh reality. It was a great week one for me. I went into it. I Now, I have professed many times how you should only be in two leagues. One, where you put the team you really believe in, and two, where you put the other players that are like your 1B choices that you also really want to have. But any more than that, and you end up rooting for and against yourself just all over the place, and there's just, you, you're like, yes, but no! But at the same time... Somehow, I came, I this year I went a little bonkers, and I just said yes to everything. I, I call it post-pandemic, call it what you want. I just was like, you know what, let's do it all. And I'm now in seven leagues, and I came within a half a point of winning all seven. The only one I lost was in what we're calling the Drone League, because... In my Comedians League, when we went to do the draft, the NFL app did not work correctly. It somehow, it randomized the draft order, even though I'd gone in and set a very specific manual order. I guess it didn't save. Maybe it was user error. I, of course, am going to blame the NFL app because let's be honest, of all the technologies available to us, theirs is a, a great information, terrible technology. So we had to quickly pivot. We moved the draft and the order it's supposed to be in over to the ESPN app. So now we have that. But what I then did was I allowed, I auto-drafted and randomized the other league entirely. And so we created a league that none of us drafted our teams. And we're calling that the zombie league or the drone league. We have like the auto league. It's the other league then none of us chose our teams. And then we have the one that we care about. So I, and somehow magically, I was playing the same guy, Jay Hollingsworth, big Irish Jay. Look him up on IG. Fantastic, brilliant, hilarious comedian. Has some work out on Amazon Prime now. And somehow I was playing him now in the league that counts where we select our teams. I beat him pretty handily. But then in the drone league, he thought he was, he was projected to beat my ass, but then came roaring back. And so, okay, Javante Williams, if he just scores that touchdown, I came within a half a point of beating him in the drone league. I would have been seven and zero. Oh. Now being six and one, grand friend, yes, but here's, let's go over the things to remember about week one. Number one, don't panic. Because week one, unfortunately, is always a complete and utter anomaly. Nothing that happens in week one generally applies to the rest of the season. It's just, there's always people that have these huge games. This Carter guy that got Duvernay over in Baltimore, Carter in San Diego. There's just some guys, maybe they turn into a thing. Maybe that's their breakout game. But also maybe it's just a week one thing because we see this happen a lot. Derrick Henry not getting the run on the one yard line. That is a week, that will never happen again because it failed Tennessee was trying to be cute and say, no, we're not just about Derrick Henry, but that's that's what got you there. And when you got away from it last season, that's also when you lost in the playoffs. So take that as you would. Things will iron themselves out. Other things 
may portend of things to come, but they may also just be week one anomalies as well. And that, of course, sucks for moi because I, of course, went six and one by half a pint. And really, it should have been six, five and two because one of the games I won, it's in my shit talkers league with this guy, Rob Lindo. And let me tell you something. I had Alan Robinson on Thursday night, who, of course, took a shit. And he was projected to win by 30 points now because he was already projected to win by eight. And then after that, extra 20, he was supposed to destroy me. After the early slate of games, he's texting me things like, don't worry, bud, my guy. Your team's going to be good down the stretch. That's what he's saying. But he had both Elijah Mitchell and T. Higgins in his starting lineup. And they both got injured with scaring maybe two, three points up. And so after scoring two or three points. So all of a sudden things even reel the fuck out. And then he was this he said this before the game even started. I was like, I was like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, I can't wait to see. He first he teased me about having Chicago people, because I had two guys that did nothing, and I moved Mooney out of the I had Mooney when I saw the weather, I took him out. And then I had David Montgomery, who I didn't really want, but he was best available. And I was just trying to be pragmatic. And I took him and he ended up having a big turd burger. I think we have to agree that Khalil Herbert's a better running back. But he was like, oh, good luck with all that Chicago offense. And I was like, well, good luck with Aaron Rodgers when his only receiver is Lake Michigan. And boy, was I right. Lake Michigan had, I think, uh, 32 targets and 30 receptions. (laughs) I did, I knew it, and he had Aaron Rodgers. And he, now, Aaron Rodgers will bounce back. Obviously, he's Aaron fucking Rodgers. He's done this before, but I knew it. I knew he was going to, especially when Alan Lazard went out. And so once he tanked, then the win was on for me. All it took was two injuries and a complete flop from the back-to-back MVP. Harsh reality. But that's also week one. Week one is an anomaly. Don't panic. Brings me to number two. Don't blow your farm load. Trying to bring in DuVernay. Trying to get uh, Carter. Just some of these guys that kind of came out of nowhere. I wouldn't go blowing all my fob on them just yet. Just uh, wait and see. And the other thing that brings us to number three. Wait and see. Because a lot of times guys do panic and you're going to see guys drop some quality players. Already tons of people have dropped Elijah Benjamin because I guess they don't have an IR spot or they didn't want them. But tons of guys dropped James Cook from Buffalo. So go out there, scoop him right up, put him, stash him on your bench. That was week one. Who knows how this thing shakes out by the end of the week. He's one injury away from having a much bigger. And again, this is Dalvin Cook's brother. I think you, you, you're going to give him more than one game, but I'm telling you guys dropped him the next day like crazy, like a bad habit. If I were you, I would go out and pick up, wait and see, see who's, and if he's already been dropped, go grab him. He should be on the waiver wire. Get James Cook because I'm telling you, stash him now. If guys panic and drop Aaron Rodgers, pick up Aaron Rodgers. So if you have a good team, play the wait and see, see what everybody else drops, pick those guys up. We'll go over waiver pickups later, but just wait and see. If your team did well, you like your squad, don't go crazy on the waiver wire trying to grab these guys. And if your team didn't do do very well, don't panic and bust all your fob out because you got to have this guy because you need a point. Just relax, relax. 
Let's talk about things we learned. First of all, it was a tale of two cities with Green Bay and Kansas City because here you have two MVP quarterbacks in a very similar situation, losing their wide receiver ones that were a massive part of the offense. And how would they respond? And for us, who in these wide receiver pools was going to be the guy that they gravitated towards? What polar opposite results? What you saw was Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback on another level. He was like, if I don't have Tyreek, then I'm just going to throw to whoever the fuck is open. And he didn't like, oh, a guy dropped it. Oh, how could you do that? No, he just kept firing away, put up uh, over four, uh, over 300 passing yards, uh, uh, five TDs. He threw to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He threw, uh, I don't know, he threw it to Pacheco, but Pacheco got in on the act. But it was a cascade of points for Patrick Mahomes. In fact, putting him at, at number one on the week over Josh Allen, which I think everyone felt pretty certain he was a safe bet coming out of Thursday night. But once again, Josh Allen got fucking scorpioned by fucking Mahomes. We're going to have to call Mahomes the scorpion. That's his name because do you think you're number one? I'm number one, motherfucker. Psst, you know? Now, Aaron Rodgers looked every bit the massive douchebag he has become. With his side eye and his glaring. and come, What kind of leader are you, you selfish prick? These guys are rookies. They're untested. You got to build them up. You got to be like, you got it, Nussin. It was in your hands. You got it next time. Will Aaron Rodgers recover? Yes. Do I want him to? No. I want him to have a shit season. I want him to live without Devontae Adams and know that he's a crap-ass fucking quarterback. But he's not. He's an amazing quarterback who will probably rebound. And again, if somebody panics, drops him, you go and grab that beautiful butterfly. All right. Other things we learned. Very similar situation between the Jets and Jacksonville. You have two teams not very good, but you expect them to be better. Michael Carter, Brees Hall. Brees Hall drafted very high. They were saying, though, no, Michael Carter's still going to get run. Michael Carter's still going to run. Now, don't drop Brees Hall. Hold Brees Hall. Again, anything can happen. Brees Hall did look good in the touches that he got, but so did Michael Carter. Michael Carter isn't going anywhere just now, just yet. Fade him. One of the best things I did that I think saved a lot of these games for me was I faded Travis Etienne. I had him in, in three different lineups, and I took him out of all three because while I do believe he is going to have a great season, you know, they, they said James Robinson is healthy. He wasn't on the injury report. Oh, hey, we're still going to run with James Robinson. And guess what? You know, it's like that old saying goes, when someone tells you who they are, believe it. They said they were going to run James Robinson. They ran James Robinson. So we got clarification there. If you have Carter, if you have Robinson, solid flex plays. If you have Hall, if you had Etienne, Wait and see. They got to be faded. They got to be put on the bench. Another thing that was uh, we wanted to see how it was going to play out. New England's offense. Because of the coaching situation. Not because necessarily the staff. Not because of the players. But because Bill Belichick, a notoriously defensive-minded coach, declared himself offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator with some minions that are going to just do some basic lever pulling while he's, you know, busy brooding. Uh, and we saw what it yielded. They, and now, traditionally, New England sucks. 
in Miami. Even with Brady, they would lose in Miami. But this, nobody saw this. They they looked like shit. So, but don't drop Mac Jones just yet. If he's your QB two, this thing's got to play out. It's got to develop. We got to see some other things. But with the coaching situation, this they may suck this season. Dallas is offense without Amari. Now, it may also be a testament to Tampa Bay's defense, but we definitely need to monitor the situation. But Dallas now without, it's turned to garbage. It turned to shit. I mean, Dak hurt his hand. They looked like shit. You know, obviously, here's the thing. And this is what I haven't liked about it the last few seasons is what got them going was the run game. Then Kellen Moore, you know, he's a former quarterback. Pass happy offense. You lose Amari Cooper. Chemistry's not there. They suck. And he didn't stick with the run. He needs to stick with the run. He needs to rely on the two-back set, have them both in there, run the ball nonstop. They just have to do a better job of running the ball because the passing game is now garbage. And of course, now Jerry Joe's out there going, I think he might be back in four weeks. So what, what does that mean? He doesn't want to pay. He doesn't want to pay. The problem with Jerry Jones is he's, as a GM, is he's also the owner. So he doesn't see it as building a team. He sees it as spending his his money, which he is. That's why he shouldn't be the GM. Because he should be worrying about having the right players, not what it's going to cost him. He overpays for the guys he likes and doesn't want to pay for anybody else. We learned that Pittsburgh's offense with Trubitsky can be pretty good. Gonna be all right. Looks pretty solid. Although, obviously, the scare with Najee Harris says he's fine, says he's suiting up. That's a good sign. You know, he's a guy that I like on the season. The Jets, still the Jets. Saquon is back. Ping, ping, ping. I fucking told you. I said I like Saquon at his price better than McCaffrey. And right now, we saw a team that was definitely looking to Saquon to carry it, and he did exactly that. Indianapolis, going to be fine with Matty Ice. Seems like he really caught it on in the second half. First half, he was struggling, did not look good. Second half, much, much better. Mariota, better than expected. Uh, I don't think that Atlanta's going to be a contender, but I don't think they're going to be getting wiped out every game. I like Mariota. Tommy Brady still got it. That's what we learned. I thought I was out here in the draft special saying, watch out, you know, all these distractions, this offensive line is it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's still Tom Brady. Wentz, not too shabby. Uh, now, can he keep it up, or was it a week one anomaly? Because my money's on week one. Because he was like the points leader on the week for QB1, or right up there. Not the points leader, my home's by far, but he was up there. He was third. Third, QB3, Carson Wentz, 32 points. Versus Detroit, uh, or rather this week he's up against Detroit. He was against uh, up against Jacksonville, but he's got another great matchup up in Detroit. Makes him a fine streamer option, daily fantasy option. Lock it up. Uh, Devonte Adams is going to be fine in Las Vegas. Derek Carr it can get him the ball. The chemistry was there. The money was there, and I think he came in number three, two or three overall on the week. Two. He came in at two, so he'll be all right. Uh, Detroit will rise. Did you see the fight that they showed in the second half? That was impressive. That showed you everything you need to know about this season. They fought all the way back against Philadelphia and threatened them in the fourth quarter. I think they lost 38-35. I mean, but they put up points. Their defense is obviously garbage. But 
this team believes, and if that defense can just improve and get some stops, this Detroit team will rise. I believe in them more than the Jets, and I right now more than Jacksonville. Arizona. Marquise Brown will be better with Arizona. He is so much, he's already getting a lot more targets, a lot more connections. This again, and I don't know if you guys knew it, but I didn't realize this was another quarterback uh, wide receiver from college combo. I didn't realize they had been teammates in college, but if anything portends from what we've seen with the other guys in this situation, they got to find year ahead of them. If you have Marquise Brown, fire him up every week that he plays. Jacksonville, still Jacksonville. Now, I do believe that this team is going to improve. I believe that 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 Lawrence is going to improve with Doug Peterson. I think they uh, dramatically over the course of the... I was hoping it would be like Miracle Grow and you'd see it at week one. You saw flashes of it, but considering I didn't think they were up against a particularly difficult matchup in Washington, it's, it's disappointing. I, I, do they need to get Etienne more involved? Absolutely. And I think you're going to see more of that. I think maybe by week three, Etienne will be a strong flex start. Casey is still fire without Tyreek. No getting around that. Okay, put this on the Carson Wentz pile. Geno Smith. Is he back? Is he back? Or was this a week one anomaly? Don't go out and blow a bunch of fob money getting Geno Smith. I'm sorry. I ain't buying it. Although his efficiency... Hard to argue with. Looks good. I like it. But I wouldn't blow a ton of fob on it just yet. Damian Pierce. Is he the number one? Uh, you know, they just don't trust him. And they need to because he's a better back than Burkhead. They just stopped giving him the rock. I guess maybe he wasn't great in pass protection. I was watching it a bit. But, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know what happened there. They need to rely on him. But I, I still believe he's going to have a pretty good season. They just need to they, they need to count on him a little bit, trust him more, and don't be so quick to put in Burkhead. So, could be a week one thing. Cordero Patterson. Oh, I like it. I was like, why is he so low? Why doesn't anyone believe in it? But Cordero Patterson, one of those guys, I said, I said it. Chicago will be better than last year. We all expected them to be with the new coach, and they are. Big win versus San Fran, not an easy team to beat. They were going through their own growing pains, and this brings me to San Francisco and the old adage, if you have two QBs, you don't have one. And here they are again, right? People are like, I don't know about this Trey Lance. It was monsoon season, wait on Trey Lance. But Chicago will be better than last year. And Khalil Herbert is better than David Montgomery. I mean, he proves it every time he touches the ball. I don't know how long this I Again, I have David Montgomery. I'm not ecstatic about it. I'm not dumping him because it's week one. But uh, I'm concerned. Very concerned. All right. So that's what's going on. That's what we learned. And let's talk about the ones because the ones will be ones. Mahomes looked at Josh Allen and was like, hold my beer. Justin Jefferson. I hate to give it up to Adam Rank on this one, but he was the one that really was the one pounding the table for this guy to be one overall, and he delivered. But you know what? All those top guys delivered. Devontae Adams, two, 28 points. Cup, 27 points. Diggs, 26. Lamar, uh, Jamar Chase, who I think will ultimately be the number one on the season, 26. Pittman, 24. So everyone drafted up there at the top absolutely delivered. 
Uh, RB1, Saquon, but JT was right there at number two with 28 and a half. You cannot be unhappy about that. Eckler was the real disappointment. And tight end, Kelsey, everyone expected it. I, I was saying, I, I was looking at him like by country mile, sure enough, 24 points. And the next five tight ends are probably all available on your waiver wire. OJ Howard, Taysom Hill, Everett, Disley, and uh, Parkinson, the other guy in Seattle. Now, I, I do like... I, I, the one I really am laying out some fob for is Taysom Hill. I think he's going to be a weapon. I think the way he, his usage is looking like Kelsey-style usage, he's the guy. If you're going to blow some fob, blow it on Taysom Hill. QBs, man. I mean, let's just talk about it. Uh, Wentz, third overall, 24th. Tannehill looked good. There are guys, there are plenty of guys on the waiver wire. Mariota looked good with 20, you know, that are going to get you 20 points. Geno Smith, 19.2. Mayfield had uh, 19 points. Matty Ice had uh, 20 points. So everybody that you want is... A, so So now we're going to talk about waiver wire picks. Here are the waiver wire picks. And these are the guys that are probably available. And I just went through them with the quarterbacks. Jameis Winston, 24 points. He's He might still be out there. Look for him. But there's lots of options. Wentz next week gets Detroit. I, if you're streaming, if you need a guy, I think Wentz might be the guy. Now, let's talk defenses. Listen, that Chargers defense, I talked about them. I only used them in one league, I think, and they absolutely delivered. I think you got to go out and get the Chargers. They're out there. Uh, the Pittsburgh defense, they were number one overall this week. Go get them because they're probably on the wire. And the Miami defense, they're in a great division. They have a tougher matchup this week, but they, they look really good. On the waiver wire ads, RBs, Jeff Wilson Jr., I think you can spend a little fob on him because of the fact that Elijah's injured and will be for quite some time. So it looks like it's going to now they're going to bring up some rookies. There's Jermichael Hasty, but I think Jeff Wilson Jr. is the safest bet there. And James Cook, remember, people dropped him like crazy. Grab him now. Wide receivers. Robbie Anderson looks like he's back from the dead. Uh, he, But again, uh, Devin Duvernay, we were wondering who's going to have the, the run. Now, Rashad Bateman did catch one long one, but he only had like three targets on the day. I think Duvernay might be the guy. So pick him up and listen, talk about, and I told you so, Jarvis Landry. I said, spend a flyer on Jarvis Landry in the late rounds because... You know, he's, no one was talking about him. Everyone was talking about Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. Michael Thomas might also be out there on your waiver wire. You have to, he might, he might be worth the fob, even if he gets injured. Nice surprise, Clyde edwards Lair. Wasn't expecting him to do that well. But Pacheco, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, but again, that game, they were out way out in front when they put Pacheco in there. He's not much more. Don't waste a ton of fob on Pacheco because, you know, he's one of those guys that is only going to get run in relief right now. He's a bench stash, but get him because he looked fantastic. And looking that good, he may force his way a little more on there. Let's talk about the guys that were as advertised. Michael Pittman, A.J. Brown, I didn't believe in him a lot early, but 13 targets, he's, I don't think that's a week one anomaly. I think this is the volume you're going to expect until he gets hurt, and he will. Gabe Davis, we all expected him to pick up. He did. Christian Kirk, apparently he's the guy that Lawrence is looking at. I, I thought maybe Marvin Jones still had the chemistry. No, he's looking at Christian Kirk. 
Amon Ra St. Brown. We all were hoping. We all believed it. He came through 12 targets, 16 points. DeAndre Swift, listen, I believed in him, didn't grab him, didn't have the opportunity in any of my drafts. Well, I mean, I had one and I passed up on him because I kept going with Saquon. Saquon put up 34 points. Fournette, did believe in Fournette. I don't like running backs when they're old and get a bag of money because they tend to lay off the gas, but he looked pretty fucking fantastic. And Javante, as advertised, should have been 20 points. That one fumble cost him six. He wound up with 14. Now, let's talk about this week's Belushi winners. These are guys that... In the, okay, let me explain this. In the movie Animal House, John Belushi played Bluto, John Bluto Blutarski. And when the fraternity gets kicked off campus for having low grades on double secret probation, they call him in to read them their GPAs, and they get to John Blutarski. Zero point. We had two winners of a Belushi Award this week. Number one, Cole Komet. Don't blame him so much. It was the rain. The pass game for both teams was garbage. But Cam Akers, he's the big winner. He was drafted high, second, third round. Bottom of the second, top of the third. Maybe even middle of the second. And then he... (laughs) 0.0. Two Belushi Award winners this week. Now... Let's talk about guys that were a nice surprise that I don't trust. Wentz, not so sure. Dotson, feel a little better about. Sterling Shepard. I mean, yeah, he put up like 60 points. He was on two receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. I still think Kadarius Toney, while he's healthy, is the play there. Dante Pettis. 13 points off one reception for 51 yards and a touchdown. Chicago, I'm not trusting it yet. And DeAndre Carter. Three receptions, 61 yards, a touchdown. Mike Williams largely ignored, almost won a Belushi. Um, I still think Mike Williams is the play here. I think this is a week one anomaly. I think it even rolls back over to Mike Williams starting this week. Now these guys were a nice surprise that I do trust. Robbie Anderson, Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, Michael Carter, James Robinson, Duvernay. I just, I think he might be the guy taking over. Curtis Samuel in Washington. And DJ Chark in Detroit. DJ Chark seems to be getting a good little chunk of change up there. Um, 13 points. Four four receptions, 52 yards, and a touchdown. That's not, that's not that bad. I'd say he's going to work it. And that's game one. He's only been there for a cup of coffee. So get him on the waiver wire. Disappointed. These are guys that absolutely disappointed. Derek Henry. My beloved Derrick Henry, but I think that's more about them getting away from their identity. Hopefully they get it back on track. And he had like two different 20 plus yarders called back for holding. I think we see that eight turn back into 40 points real soon. Debo Samuel, I mean, he got you 11 points, but that's not what you drafted him in the first round for. CMC, disappointed. 13 points is not what you drafted him second overall for. Eckler, nine points. Same thing. Kamara, six points. Zeke, no surprise, but five. Come on. And David Montgomery, he's in the no surprise category too. Six points. Mark Andrews, guy I didn't believe. I think Isaiah, Isaiah Likely is going to eat into his share. I think performances like this will only help him. Fucking eight points. Dawson Knox, one 
point. Oy. Kyle Pitts, three points. Okay, this, again, this is a week one thing. They'll get the ball to him. I like him going forward. Allen Robinson, two points. This is garbage. But, I again, they'll find a way to get the ball to him. Don't get give up on him just yet. I told you so is where the Saquon versus CMC thing. Cordero Patterson, we already talked about. Now, things that make you go, hmm, Dontrell Hilliard. Is it going to be an every week thing? Because that's what the Cowboys were supposed to do with Pollard. I've got Hilliard as a handcuff. I'm going to wait before I start him as a flex. But if we see more of this, hopefully Dallas gets a clue and starts doing that with Pollard. All right, guys, that's it. Go hit the waiver wire. Get, get, fill your holes. But again, don't panic. Week one, take care. Follow Fantasy Football Harsh Reality Podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify uh, and wherever else that Spotify puts them. You guys have been a lot of fun. We'll see you uh, later this week for the week two preview.